We are so excited to be kicking off the book of Daniel. Today we're going to be looking at Daniel chapter 1. And the reason that Daniel is such an important book for us is that we see throughout Daniel what the philosopher Charles Taylor calls cross-pressure. The idea is um, we're going to see the kingdom of God interact with the kingdom of this world. And when the kingdom of God and the kingdom of this world interact, um, the kingdom of God, those in the kingdom of God, yes, they are tempted to doubt. But those in the kingdom of this world are also tempted to faith. And we're going to see this cross-pressure throughout the life of Daniel but we especially see it in this first chapter. Uh, I'm not going to read the whole thing. We're just going to make a few highlights, talk about a few concepts, and then uh, point it to Christ at the end. Uh, First and foremost, what we see is that Daniel and these other uh, men that we're going to see in chapter 1, they were captured by a foreign uh, uh, country, a foreign nation, Babylon. And in verse 2, It tells us, it says, And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand with some of the vessels of the house of God. And so we see that God is in control. He's sovereign over what's happening here. Uh, For different reasons, God had given his people over into the hands of the king of Babylon. And that's what's going to create this this cross-pressure. Cross-pressure is not just that... um, believers are tempted to doubt and non-believers are tempted to faith. Uh, but it's but it's also that, um, yes, believers are tempted to conform to the world. They're tempted to um, have their lives shaped by the values and the systems of this world. But at the same time, under that pressure to conform, believers also have an amazing opportunity to show the world what it looks like to live for God, to have a life of purpose, to have a life of meaning, to have a life of freedom, and to, to show them uh, what it looks like to live according to the values and systems of the kingdom of God. And so God gives his people over into their hands, and it creates this opportunity for cross-pressure. Um, one of the ways that we see this cross-pressure is in verse 7. It says, and the chief of the eunuchs gave them names. Daniel, he called Belteshazzar, Hananiah, he called Shadrach, Mishal, he called Meshach, and Azariah, he called Abednego. Now, what's interesting about these names is that these four men were given, or these four young men, were given names by their birth that had to do with the true God, the living God, Yahweh. Um, the name Daniel means God is my judge. Hananiah means Yahweh has been gracious. Mishal means who uh, who is what God is. And Azariah means Yahweh has helped. And so when these, um, the people in charge of them, the guy in charge of them, the chief of the eunuchs, comes into their lives, the first thing he tries to do to try to create this cross-pressure for them is he changes their name. And he doesn't just change their name to any something generic. He changes their names to the gods of the Babylonians. Um, Daniel's name is changed to Belteshazzar, which means Bel, which is one of their gods, will protect Shadrach means inspired of Aku. Aku was one of the Babylonian gods. Meshach means belonging to Aku. And then Abednego means servant of Nego. And so uh, each of these men had their names changed and they were attacked on the level of their identity that they had, they had come in with the names of Yahweh uh, in, their, in their very 
uh, birth given name, but their names have been changed in this new society. And so the question becomes, which God will they serve? Will they belong to Yahweh or will they belong to Bel and Aku and Nego? Uh, will they be faithful to Yahweh or, they, or, or will they succumb to the pressures of uh, these Babylonian gods? And their first uh, temptation, their first um, test, you might say, comes in the form of food. And uh, what we see is that uh, Daniel and these, these, his three friends, they're brought in and they're going to be fed from the king's table. They're going to be given all sorts of, of wine and meats and all kinds of uh, yummy foods, yummy, delicious foods. But they knew in their conscience that this went against the law of God. Now, we're not exactly sure um, what it was about this food that in their minds made it against the law of God. Uh, but we can tell by their response that they believe that it was being faithful to God to not eat the food. And so we're going to pick up in verse 12 and read a few verses. It says, test your servants for 10 days. Let us be given vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then let our appearance and the appearance of the youths who eat the king's food be observed by you and deal with your servants according to what you see. So he listened to them in this matter and tested them for 10 days. At the end of 10 days, it was seen that they were better in appearance and fatter in flesh than all the youths who ate the king's food. So the steward took away their food and the wine they were to drink and gave them vegetables. So I love how in this uh, first test, um, they are pressured to conform to the world. Instead, they seek out the favor of the person in charge of them and say, hey, look, if you'll just let us obey God, um, you know, we'll, you can test us and see and uh, see if we're healthier. And sure enough, God came through. Um, they followed God's, God's word and God's law, and um, it, it worked out in their favor. And I think this is a good lesson for us. I think many times in life we think that um, we say something like, I had to conform, or I had to keep my mouth shut, or I had to do something. Uh, when in reality, uh, we never have to do anything. Uh, all we have to do is what God tells us to do. And many, many times when we're faithful to him and we obey him, um, we can at least trust that he's in control and that he has the power and the ability, uh, as we're going to see through the rest of the book of Daniel, to get us through whatever situation we're in. And that really brings up this conversation about conscience. Conscience is that inner judge that we have that tells us whether what we do is right or wrong. And our judge, that inner conscience, um, needs to be renewed and informed by the Word of God. And what we have to be careful about is realizing is that conscience um, must be bound by God's word. So if God's word is clear and it's uh, his law is speaks in truth to, to us, then those are not areas of wisdom. Those are not areas where we get to pick and choose what we'll do. But not all of the choices we'll have in life come down to a matter of clear-cut conscience. They're not all the, all the choices we have are not always black and white. And so we do need wisdom from God. We do need his knowledge. And what I love about uh, this passage in, in chapter one, verse 17, it says, as for these four youths, God gave them learning and skill in all literature and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. And so um, it wasn't gonna be easy. It wasn't always gonna be black and white for them. Uh, when it was a matter of conscience, when it was a matter of uh, following the law of God, these men clearly were willing to obey no matter the consequences. And then in the other areas of life, they sought God for wisdom, and God gave them wisdom. Now, I think one of the, 
things we have to remember all throughout uh, as we study the book of Daniel is that while these stories do present for us good examples to follow and they teach us how to see God and understand living in his world underneath this cross pressure uh, where on the one hand, we are constantly being tempted to doubt while the world is being tempted to faith. We are being tempted to conform to the kingdom of the world while at the same time, the world is being tempted to submit to the kingdom of God. Um, But that even in that, even while we're learning those lessons, we're also seeing pictures of the future Messiah uh, Daniel and his friends, none of them saved the world. Their obedience uh, didn't save us, but there would be one who would come, who would be tempted in every way, just as we are, and yet without sin. And his obedience would be more than just an example. His obedience would be our very righteousness by faith. And the one I'm talking about is Jesus Christ. Uh, he was tempted, he withstood temptation, and it's because he um, was perfect that we have a righteous record before God and we now are empowered to walk in holiness and righteousness before God. I hope you guys enjoy studying Daniel and really excited about uh, growing and learning how to walk underneath the cross pressure of this world. Have a great group.